0: Hure! Hure se compite a Bengals! Hure! Hure! Hure se compite a Bengals! No! Bengals starts now. And we're back, baby. I'm sorry, sorry Coach, Coach Taylor. Taylor. Ooh, we're, we're still, still for real. real. Never meant to make the fan base cry or drop the ball a million Sometimes.
1: times. I'm sorry, Coach Taylor. Ooh, we, we'll, oh, we're still, whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah, fuck it. Oh, we'll leave the outtakes in just for the fun of the listener. But welcome back to... Fuck you! We, we like, like the bangles. Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, as always, is Lloyd Johnson. <laughs> Welcome back, dude. You uh, you're back at work now.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. Back, uh, back full time. It's been nice being able to like you
0: know have, have a that, daily schedule and yeah. structure and a, and a normal paycheck. Yeah. Did they miss you at the, at the old Cincinnati Zoo? Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: My uh my boss Rami was like, dude, I'm sorry. you know super. I know Rami. He's like, dude, I'm so happy you're back. He's like, I, I never paid attention to how many of the little fucking annoying things you did to keep of up. Of course. So that was fun. Uh, yeah, just being back and having, you know, a thing to do. Yeah, because I just, just sit here.
0: Sit at home and, well, I mean, you're going to sit here and watch fights all night, but like.
1: Yeah, but before it was, you know, three days of me sitting here and the only person I'd talk to or only thing I'd talk to all week was Pepe. <laughs> that little fucker. She's adorable.
0: She is adorable, very excitable, very excitable dog that likes to, that likes to just jump around and wag its tail too hard.
1: Yeah, she's excited. Yeah, do you, you ever bring? ever Pe-
0: bring? Of course, do you ever bring Pepe to the? you ever bring Pepe to the office?
1: You can't do that.
0: You can't do that. You can't bring animals to the zoo.
1: Cross contamination, Alex. Man, you can't just.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, that's true. Because you work in the commissary, so. Yeah. But no, uh, it's got to be nice to just like get back to like a normal schedule and not to sit around and
1: Yeah, I mean just just like I said, the it's it's fine to have like time off away from work or whatever, but after a yeah. long enough time off, it's not like I was able to just get up and go do whatever I wanted for most of it. Yeah. <clears throat> so it just it was mostly boring. It was it was, it was a lot of uh watching so, shit on TV that I've seen a million times like Oh
0: yeah. Like, that's kind of how I felt about stand-up during the pandemic.
1: Oh, yeah, just being able to get back to it?
0: Yeah, because I didn't, like I've mentioned before, I, I didn't do a single onstage set for four and a half months. I think my last set was at, like, a fucking brewery in Indianapolis. And then I was supposed to go up to Detroit for a weekend of shows. And then I got a message, and I'm like, oh, boy. So I was off for a while, and... In a way, like you said, in a weird way, and this is going to go against the hustle culture people, in a weird way, the break was nice. Yeah. I mean,
1: anyone who goes in like that whole hustle culture, there's a time and a place for everything. There's a bit of that, but, you know, all things in moderation, including moderation.
0: Yeah. I love that quote. Everything is good in moderation, including moderation.
1: There's times to hustle like that, and there's times just to, you know, be a human being and realize that. Yeah, you have to you know, there's other things you have to take care of in order to keep functioning,
0: because if you're only a comedian instead of like you have other things that you do, if you're only a comedian, that's what leads to 45 minutes of jokes about airline food. Yeah, yeah. And instead of like, oh, my God, I'm a human being like experiencing life and like maybe like getting in a relationship or going out and having a job or being married or being single or dating or something like that.
1: Yeah. Just life experiences are, I mean, that's fuel for comedy. Exactly.
0: I mean, that's what I try to do because I have every fucking job in the world. So there's a stretch in my act where I'm just like, I do this job. I do this job. I do this job. I also do this job. And the crowd's like, what the fuck? Do one thing be a renaissance
1: man. Do a little bit of everything.
0: I'm a jack of all
1: trades. He's like, next year I'm going to work at the renaissance festival. Not what I'm saying, Alex. <laughs> all
0: right. Renaissancefestival.net careers. What? That was insulting. Oh, boy. That's just me being a dipshit. You're fine. I'm fine. Uh, no, I had, I had a good weekend this weekend. Uh, this past weekend, I went to the Bengals game. Oh, yeah? Uh, right. I mean, that aside... Um, I we'll we'll get to the game in a little bit because oh boy! But on Sunday I got to DJ at the Bengal Gym tailgate. Yeah, and uh, Lloyd was asking like, who who the hell's Bengal Gym
1: Well, I, like I know the idea. I just I, I I couldn't tell you what he looked like, and I don't know like the scope or what all that is.
0: So Bengal Jim, he uh. has had a, a tailgate at Paul Brown Stadium for every home game since I believe 1993. And it's been it's been like a huge thing. They cater the shit out of it. They get tons of food, tons of booze, and it's just a fucking party. It's like probably a few hundred people show up, and where's it at? It's in lot E. Okay, so uh, it's pretty really close to the stadium, actually. And I had previously run a uh, Bengals trivia night at 16 lots up in Mason. Shout out, good people. Um but I ran a trivia night up there for Bengals trivia and then it was like sponsored by Bengal gym so like Bengal gym was there a bunch of super fans are up there and which by the way there's a lot of super fans out there they're fantastic people a lot like, of good dudes do you think Bengal gym knows jungle gym I will have to ask him <laughs> I believe they're in the same family they're in the seems, same seems like it do you think Bengal gym lives in jungle gym
1: uh, yeah that seems be taken a couple different ways <laughs>
0: nah man bangle jim he's such a good dude he um, they were kind of running a uh, toy drive for uh toys for tots for christmas where they were like having people bring in like unwrapped toys and just like putting them in a giant box they were gonna be donated to toys for tots and i was there because i ran into him at the tailgate i'm like i played uh i was like i did trivia for you guys at 16 lots and he's like yeah i remember you you did a great job and i'm like i'm the best or whatever and uh so i told him like I dj part-time and i Think I I forget who asked who, but I was I, one thing led to another, and I got to DJ for Bengal Jim at his tailgate, and that's dope. I didn't get paid anything, but you know what? I was happy to do it. Yeah, I mean, worked for tips. You and got to go for par- you know, go party anyway. And- I got to go party, and I got to hang out and meet a bunch of people, and mm. and because like you see, like you're a part of Hoonay Nation, yeah. which by the way, I want to shout out Lloyd Johnson for an excellent burn he made on <laughs> Thursday. Because the Steelers were getting their fucking cheeks clapped and someone's like, It's a good night for Steelers fans to go read or something and what did Lloyd say? I said Steelers fans can't read. You know that. You know that just I was like I looked at them like that's my boy. Yeah, and then you know, we turned it into shameless promotion for the podcast. Yes we did, which did it gain us any listeners? Who's to say? But let's hope so. Let's hope so. But nah, man, be, uh, the Bangle Gym tailgate was so much fun, and because uh, a lot of the fa- I was what I was getting at was a lot of the fans in like in that group and like in some groups they'll just post things just to sound angry. Like they'll just post the coldest takes you've ever heard. Like some people say, like, are we sure Joe Burrow's the quarterback? Or yeah.
1: or how many people were like, oh, with all the blindbackers hurt, let's get perfect off the couch. I'm sure he. Oh my god.
0: I jokingly was like, "Let's
1: get Taquio spikes yeah, back bro. up here."
0: <laughs> no, nah, it was very annoying. Dig up Chris Henry, throw so him on the field. See what happens. <laughs> He'd probably be better than Stanley Morgan.
1: <laughs> I don't know, Stanley Morgan. Can block. Well, I guess Chris Henry. Does he get to keep the coffin or?
0: Um, He'd probably block better with it. I think so too. Okay. Just put him in the. <laughs> just put him in the slot, or in this case, the plot. Yeah. But there you go. There it is. Oh, boy, too soon, even though it was 12 years ago. Yeah,
1: well, you know, I get to be a little morbid right now. It's fine.
0: Yeah, I know, because you were saying, uh, so condolences to my friend Lloyd. uh, Just lost his grandfather. Yeah,
1: long-time Bengals fan. I mean, he's been a Bengals fan pretty much since there were Bengals. Yeah, you were uh, saying that. Yeah, he just passed away the other day. Sorry to hear that, my dude.
0: Uh, And you got to take him to a bunch of games and stuff.
1: Yeah, um, I got to take him to, like, he went to a few with, like, work and stuff, but he just never really was a person who went down there. And uh, we took him down there to – I can't remember which game it was, but <clears throat> he was, he had mentioned he wanted to go, so I took him down there with me and Brian, and we got to sit in the handicap section with Brian. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, uh, you know, so it wasn't overcrowded and people touching you and everything. So it, oh, yeah. He had a really good time, and he uh, he brought it up a lot after that. So.
0: Brought up that game in particular?
1: Yeah. I mean, usually on Sundays I'd go over and watch the game with him.
0: Maybe, like, remember that one time we went to the stadium? And yeah.
1: Or, like, he'd tell people, like, oh, yeah, he, he came in and they, everybody knew who they were because everybody recognized Brian coming in, like, the way we went in. Like, the guys, you know, the event staff guys that worked in that little section. Nice. They would just kind of move everybody out of the way, like, come on, guys.
0: <laughs> nice. But, yeah, um, man, that does suck. But uh, Did they win that game? I forgot to ask. Did they win that game?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Ah, that'll happen.
1: But, he was he was a very positive, like cheery kind of guy, like the the perennial opt-
0: like the perennial optimist that you like the you, he had the perennial optimism that you need to be a Bengals fan.
1: Well, I think he was one of those people. He just enjoyed watching football. It wasn't. So oh, much, that, I'm the same way. Yeah, to to him, he's like, yeah, oh, yeah, they didn't win, but it was still fun.
0: That's kind of like um, I don't think I've ever shouted out this uh, team ever, but I think it's a really good context too. That's kind of like FC Cincinnati mentality.
1: I don't know, but I'll take it. It's like
0: they're not very good, and they lose a lot of games. But it's a soccer game, and they're big soccer fans, so we enjoyed going, and we when we had a great time.
1: Yeah, I mean, like he'd watch college football all day Saturday, you know, NFL all day Sunday. Yeah. So you know, he was like, he kept telling me how good UC was
0: all year, like, like this year.
1: Yeah. Oh man.
0: Win it, UC. If you're listening, Desmond Ritter. If you're listening, Luke Fickle. If you're listening, first of all, Luke Fickle. If you are listening, he's not. If you are listening, thank you for staying at UC. And I know you you barely follow college football. Correct. Yeah, man, that was a hell of a carousel that happened with because people were like, he's gonna leave, and then you. I mean, I know you don't follow, but like, you should have seen some of like the contracts that these coaches got signed to.
1: Yeah, I've, I mean, like, uh, Thomas played for him. He's been on the yeah. you know, Uh So he, he I hear bits and pieces from him.
0: Yeah. No, Lincoln, uh, I want to talk about a specific one in general. Lincoln Riley, he was Oklahoma's coach, but he got um, the USC job. And I'm going to find these details here real quick, but it was just insane. It was, uh, it was something like 110 million dollars, like not off the gate, yeah, yeah, but like over time. And they bought both of his houses in Norman, in Norman, Oklahoma, like 500 thousand dollars above value. They paid for a house of his in SoCal, 24 seven access to a private jet. Nice. It was nuts. And they just they were mediocre for years, and now they have Lincoln Riley because they want to be not mediocre anymore. I Should have been a football coach. You should've been a football coach. But dude, you should have been a football coach, man. And if you had to bet <laughs> if you had to bet on your chances of being a good uh football coach, is there like a, a is there like a betting platform you would go to at all? I would use my bookie. You're goddamn Wilder, Wilder versus Fury, Mayweather versus Pacquiao, electronic personalities that produced big fights and even bigger betting opportunities. This Saturday, <laughs> Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. You know it will be no different. So don't miss out on the action. Bet the fight with my bookie. My bookie has the best odds and prop bets for Paul Woodley, that, uh Paul Woodley 2. <laughs> I almost said Woodley the second because it said Woodley and then two Roman numerals. I saw it. <laughs> and you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to 1000 dollars using promo code SportsDrink. That's double your deposit to double your funds and double the excitement for Paul Woodley uh the sequel at My Bookie. As much as we'd as much as we'd all love to see Jake Paul eat canvas, he's looked strong in previous matchups. Can you agree with
1: that? I mean, he's not fought any
0: yeah, like sure. <laughs> go, go on no, so, He hasn't
1: fought anybody that's a good striker So how would we know
0: Very true And with Woodley taking this fight on short notice All the odds are in Paul's favor Do you agree with that Yeah Yep. Uh, back the problem child to win this rematch As he's sure to be the favorite Don't miss out Double your first deposit up to $1,000 By using promo code Sportsdrink Head to my bookie today, place your bets, fill your pockets, and watch this grudge match get settled with Paul versus Woodley, the sequel. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, with my bookie. And you know what you shouldn't have bet on this weekend, even though I was like kind of tempted to? What the fuck happened last week? Cincinnati Bengals. No. 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 Didn't go
1: didn't didn't go so good.
0: So after the Bengal Jim tailgate, which was a great time, again go to Bengal Jim's tailgate, in Lottie. I'll be there again this weekend for the 49ers game. Alrighty, uh, it'll be a it'll be an absolute blast. We'll get to see K. Adams rule be ruler of the jungle.
1: Oh, is that the one that like? Is that the girl that everybody on? Yeah, the, yeah
0: yeah the one that like all the dudes like <laughs> wanted to just bang. So it gets real
1: creepy. It does. A- anytime she comes up, I'm like, well, I'm gonna just go ahead and scroll past this because.
0: It, it explodes.
1: It just bums me out. Where I was like, "Dude, do you think if I like snuck in, I could sniff her chair?" It's like, God damn it, guys! <laughs> just fucking. She, she's a human being doing a job. Calm down.
0: Yeah, and she's having fun with it, and she's good at her job. Yeah,
1: I, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't. I don't. I haven't watched. I haven't seen what she does, but. <clears throat> I it, the response that comes from it, it it's not encouraging. Just at,
0: yeah. But I posted one day in in our group uh, a shirt like she wore like a some like dark sweater or something like that. So I photoshopped the words "I'm not fucking any of you" over that. Yeah, I saw that. It exploded. That was very fun. Uh it was it. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a little disheartening to. It is, especially when the dudes are just like they comment like "damn" or "gorgeous" or or. Or the the granddaddy of them all, as we say, when it comes to creepy Instagram comments. Stunning. 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 It's like she's going to see that and be like, let me
1: look and see who called me stunning.
0: (laughs) No, you called me gorgeous. You called me stunning. Oh, my God. So many bald dipshits to choose from.
1: This one has like seven teeth. I'm excited.
0: Ooh, my last boyfriend had 32. I need to downgrade a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> nah, man. It's it's so fucking weird. I I like. I am so glad that I am not that dude on social media, the one that just comments
1: stunning. Yeah, I, I it's. I, I don't. I don't. I'm. It's it's frustrating to watch. Is like I like to think that people are a little better sometimes, yeah. but there there's not. They're,
0: yeah. Because my said she's the NFL Network darling. She is very loved on NFL Network. She's very loved in the Bengals organization because she hypes up Joe Burrow. She's she's she rules. So she'll be here week fourteen, and I'm sure she will have armed guards on her at all times.
1: Yeah, I so say if you need if you
0: need private security, I know some people. Yes, we know some people. Uh, just stay away from all the fans. Just like Bengals lost. Uh, 41 to 22 it started out horrible yeah it was
1: what 24 to nothing at one point yeah it was it was real frustrating to watch the first half of that game
0: yes it was and then they came back for a little bit and at one point it was 24 to 22 <clears throat> and then yep. they're driving down the field and then mixing and this has been a theme for the entire season just disheartening, game-changing turnovers.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those frustrating things where you're like, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Ball just got hit in a way that <clears throat> you have 250 pounds of person flying into the ball. There's no way to hold on to that, so.
0: Yeah. it's It was super frustrating. And then the dude, I forget who returned it, but his name does not deserve to be mentioned on this podcast because... <sighs> I mean, he didn't do anything wrong. He just broke our hearts. But that dude could not have had more of an open field if he tried.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's what happens when you have it. You know, uh, there's no one who, who else is supposed to be back there behind him. I mean, that's what, nobody. That's, that's where pick six. Happened. It's like
0: yeah, it's where the like, Mixon was in the backfield, so it's not going to be an extra guy just in case Mixon fucks up. No, it was just couldn't have been couldn't have been worse. Like I, I was sitting with. Uh, friend of the pod Josh Isles. Oh yeah. Yeah, we were hanging out at the game. We hung out and just sat and talked Bengals. So shout out to Josh for being cool and just let me hang with him. Like I paid like 30 bucks for seats and did not sit in $30 seats. Nice. Nah, I ruled. But I just turned around in my section <clears throat> and was just like I didn't scream. I didn't I wasn't like, "Boo." I'm just like <sighs> and i just knew that's how the rest of the game was going to go cuz like early on like the the chargers were leading by so much that they took the fans out of the game so quickly
1: yeah that that's a weird thing to watch happen when you're de- when you're actually there yeah just to watch everybody kind of lose like the the hype and and you know pep out
0: yeah. of the crowd no nah, it was it was very disheartening <laughs> to watch it's like you had that stretch where like um, like T. Higgins. We'll, we'll shout out some players that did well. T. Higgins smoked it. Looked nine, great. Nine receptions, 138 yards, and a touchdown. He was my guy that I predicted would be the leading receiver for the Bengals this year. Yeah. Uh, but for now, uh, Jamar Chase, other stats, Jamar Chase. Five receptions, 52 yards. I mean, I know he's a rookie. Dude dropped a dime from Burrow. Yeah, I mean, but... Again, that throw was perfect.
1: Well, I would say
0: it was in his it was in his hands. I mean, it's I'm not an NFL player. I'm not a football player because like all Jamar Chase, all try saying that five times fast. All Jamar Chase saw was just green. He had the ball in his hands. He had the whole ball in his hands. I, I thought of I'm like you know what I'm going to say it and I'm not going to be proud of it and Lloyd's going to give me a dirty look. Uh,
1: well, yeah, you went for it.
0: I went for it, not proud of it, but I went for it. But he just saw green the whole way. He had the ball and just he looked away a split second too early. He didn't look. He didn't look the ball mm. into his hands and just flipped it up in the air. Just and I forget who was covering him, but. He just snagged right there. He's like, "Oh, well, I guess I'll take it." Yeah, it was uh, it was unfortunate. It was I mean, again an unfortunate turnovers and and Burrow's other interception was in the end zone when it could have come back. Who knows? But um, I think Uzama was the target on that pass for the pick for the other pick.
1: Uh, yeah, I can't remember for sure.
0: But after that, immediately what happened after that was just a max exodus of fans just. And I knew I talked I turned to Josh and I'm like, this is when you're gonna see the mass exodus. Just people leaving and going to the banks and just like, let's yeah. continue. Let's watch the four PM games. I don't give a shit about this anymore.
1: Yeah, it's it's always it sucks to see it, but it happens.
0: It sucks to see it. and uh I'm gonna Colin Coward, I know he's a lot sometimes. Lloyd had Lloyd did his uh, little eyebrow raise there, like oh. Colin Coward. He had a uh he had a great take on the Bengals, and I actually kind of agree with it. He said, the Bengals are a great team every other week. Yeah. Because, like, one thing I wrote um, not too long ago uh, was, what was it? I had it and I lost it. There it is. I said, rooting for the Bengals feels like either the best night of drinking or the worst hangover the morning after, and there is no in between. That's Yeah, fair. Hmm because like, they either beat the Steelers 41 to 10 or just get reamed the very next week by the Chargers.
1: Yeah, so let's hope they uh let's hope they pull it back this week and
0: uh I think it'll be a yeah. it'll be a unique opportunity. Yeah. It'll be an it'll, it'll be a unique opportunity at a statement game because the 49ers are not a they're not a bad team at all. No. Good good defense, good in pass coverage. They have one of the rising stars in the NFL at receivers and Debo Samuel.
1: I mean, there are a lot of lot of good pieces there. So,
0: there are. They don't have a. They don't have Elijah Mitchell this week, which is going to be kind of <clears> nice. <throat> and I. Um,
1: they might not have Debo.
0: Uh, that is uh, potential. Who knows? I'm not yeah, too he's sure. Marcus questionable. Yeah, he is marked as questionable. Elijah Mitchell is officially out. Yeah. Um. Oh, I forgot to bring this up. This might have been the worst part of the game for me. Logan Wilson. Yeah. That sucks. Because I saw him being carted off the field, and I believe, is he out for the year?
1: Um, I think they just said it was separated. I don't know. Last thing I saw, because there was a, I saw one thing where someone said they believed that he had a torn labrum, and then I think one said it, could only be a, it might only be a couple weeks for
0: a separated. All right, let's check this out. We do a lot of, of prep research here at Fuck You. We like the Bengals. Uh, it says Logan Wilson could miss extended time with shoulder injury. And also Marcus Bailey and Tyler Shelvin are ruled out. So, as already thin as you are at linebacker, to lose your clearly that's your fun. best piece, that's not good. Especially before a game where you got to cover the middle of the field with an incredible tight end in George Kittle. Yeah. Two very good receivers in Debo Samuel and I think one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL in Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of that dude. Even though this is a roast podcast, so fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah. Every every headline on Logan Wilson just says, like, not so good update on Logan Wilson. So, it's a very disheartening thing to see. Uh, and... The theme for the Bengals all year has been no catastrophic injuries. Mm. They've been a healthy team for the majority of the year, which is why they've been able to compete with some very good teams, and they've been able to beat some very good teams.
1: But you also just have to expect every year that that injury bug does get you at some point. so
0: it does. And it it seems like for the Bengals, it's always that that star. It's just that one player that you don't want to go down. Like last year, who was it last year that went down against Washington? Devastating injury. His name's like on the tip of my tongue. Was it Joe Burrow? Uh,
1: yeah, I can't remember that kid's name.
0: Yeah, but I think I've seen he's, him
1: out there a few times, but yeah, I can remember. Yeah,
0: he's got potential. Yeah, no, like Burrow went down last year and... <clears throat> and... Like, Carson Palmer went down in the playoff game 15 years ago.
1: This one's not too bad. Yeah, it sucks that Wilson's out, but it could have been Trey Hendrickson. It could have been...
0: Yeah, it could have been a guy you paid $15 million for this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, so... Hendrickson's been a fucking stud this year. Dude, yeah, he's a monster.
0: He's been so... I remember reading, like, earlier in the season that he was, like, one of the worst free agent signings. Oh. And it's panning out.
1: Yeah, people like to say shit like that when...
0: He's getting to the quarterback, and he's been able to. He's been an integral part of that defensive line that was honestly revamped going into this year. Yeah, and doing great. So,
1: you know, I'm trying to. I try to look at it like, yeah, it sucks that Wilson got hurt, but it could have been way worse.
0: Yes, that being said, Trey Hendrickson does have a very Mm. tall task ahead of them ahead of him this week. Yeah, he's got to go against Trent fucking Williams.
1: Well, I mean, he's made other people that you know it's been more than once where someone's like oh he's not going to have a great game he recorded a sack in what the last nine
0: yeah he's been a stud i uh
1: i think he's i think he's up to the task
0: yep um some other final stats uh before we get to uh the burginskis uh joe burrow 24 out of 24 of 40 yeah. 300 yards one touchdown and two interceptions uh there are a lot of people that even though cuz like go, exiting the game my thought was Oh, shit, people are going to – because Herbert and Burrow were, like, the two guys in the 2020 draft. Like, they're the clear stars. Tua, probably a couple steps down. He's been okay this year. Yeah. He's been fine. But Burrow and Herbert are the two clear stars yeah. of that draft. And I was going praying going into the game, I'm like, I want Burrow to win this battle so bad. Just to, like – just to give – the the Justin Herbert hype train Just a little
1: bit of a Yeah just a little bit little of A little bit of an ego check yeah.
0: And he couldn't do it And then people were like Well I guess Herbert won this battle And they're not gonna face For maybe two years Maybe three years Who knows Uh oh You're good I thought you overfilled that
1: Nope I'm good at this game
0: You, you are good at that game I mean it's a mason jar Oh But mm. there were a lot of people That said that um, Including Dan Orlovsky Shout out Yeah uh, he said Burrow looked better on tape than Herbert did.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you look at how they controlled what they were doing and how, I mean, what was what they were expected or what was expected of them at different times, I think Burrow showed a little more of what you want to see.
0: I think that's one. I think that's where Burrow has an edge over Herbert. I think Herbert is more of like a gunslinger, like likes to go for the big ball, but I think Burrow is the better of the two at just being in control of the game and being mentally in control of himself
1: and you know having an understanding of what's going on and and, you know when you're seeing someone play from behind like that and manage it correctly and do it well you know you do you start manning that comeback like they did you start making plays that need to be made and you start you know even on a couple of the things where he has the option of checking out of something, he's sticking with the run, making sure that it was still going. Did a lot of things you want to see.
0: Yep. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, 19 rushes. You're right. 19 rushes, 54 yards, and a touchdown. He had a he, – he played. He He wasn't phenomenal. He wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but – he wasn't overwhelmingly good. He wasn't overwhelmingly bad. Honestly, this does not surprise me. Did not surprise me at all. Because going into the game, the Chargers knew, like even though they have one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL, they knew that the Bengals were going to ha- try to pound the ball with Joe Mixon. And like I was watching Mixon try to run, and they're just stuffing him. Well, I mean, we also had two guys on one
1: side of the line out. True. So, I mean, I, I don't care – what team it is If if you have Like If you lose The one whole side Of the line Your run game Is going to suffer Yes it is Even if it takes A week or t- Only a week or two For everybody To adjust back Yeah Having Reef And uh, Trey out Not good Yeah it just It You know throw off the, the whole Especially because We run to that side more Yeah So yeah I didn't expect
0: Him to have a great game But No People People we were just Looking at the statistics Of like Mixon's been insane recently, and the Chargers' run defense has not. So they're just looking for Mixon to have a good game, and he only got 54 yards out of it. Still got a touchdown, helped his, helped his stack card a little bit. Uh, other receiving stats, like we said, T, T. Higgins earlier, nine receptions, 138 yards, and a touchdown. Jamar Chase, five receptions, 52 yards. Tyler Boyd, five receptions, 85 yards. Not bad. Look good. CJ Hughes, uh, three receptions for 20 yards. Uh, that pretty much kind of sums it up uh, as far as that Bengals game concern, is concerned. But now it's on to San Francisco. You have a decent offense, which is led by, uh, in my opinion, just a game manager. I'm very torn on Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean,
1: I don't know that. I don't know that he ever had the opportunity to be in the type of offense that he's good for.
0: What what kind of offense do you think he's good for?
1: Like, if uh, I mean, there's a re- reason Belichick wanted him. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, like he, he. I think he needs a coach that goes. Here's what you got to do. Go do this and then him understand what that means and be able to do it. Okay. Whereas I think where he's at now is his coach goes, go do this just like this, like this, the way I said it right now.
0: Yep. So, like, Jimmy G wants a system where he has the freedom to basically do do what he thinks is best instead of Kyle Shanahan being like, this is exactly what you're doing, and I need you to do it to a T like I say you need to.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he – I mean cuz he doesn't he, he doesn't get an option very often. He doesn't have as many chances to read the defense and and do what you know, do what a lot of quarterbacks get the freedom to do. Okay. It's been a complaint even from uh what's his face that got hurt and came back. Uh that was a quarterback for for who? For San Francisco. Alex Smith. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> even he said like it's kind of you have like a real like I can't remember the the term. He it was something along the lines. Of basically, he said he was like you know, coaches had a joystick and you just were doing what they told you to do. Yep. So I mean, I think it's kind of hard to judge Jimmy off of what. Yeah. What I mean, I think, like when uh,
0: this screams system quarterback to me. By the yeah, way,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but again, if if the if the reason that they got to the game was that they were good at reading and doing. What they do, and then they're put in a position where they're not it, you know they're not free to to make changes as they see fit or read the defense and play the way they play, okay <clears throat> if they're just a this is what you're doing right now, well then yeah you are just a game manager you are you're just yeah. a you're just a piece in the you know it's not it's not on your talent it's on your coach okay.
0: Is that making sense? Yeah, I think so. I don't because like Jimmy G doesn't really strike me as a super talented quarterback.
1: I think what what people saw in him was his ability to read the defense and adjust. Okay. I mean, at least that's that's what I remember hearing about him early on,
0: like when he played for Belichick and Br- yeah. and under Tom Brady,
1: yeah. Was well, they liked his ability to read and adjust? in real time which plus is, was what they saw in him in the first place
0: and he also got to learn under tom brady who's <laughs> pretty good not even yeah he's been fine
1: yeah i mean yeah. he's had, he's, I mean, he's he's pretty good
0: he's the fucking greatest of all time and it infuriates me i love it he's it's infuriating
1: so here's the thing i should hate tom brady rich kid got to go to all the you know best camps whatever so you'd think like, oh, okay, he'd be entitled. No, he's st- still the dude who shows up an hour early and stays an hour late. Yeah. Works. Yeah. I don't know. That makes me like him. I don't works know.
0: his ass off. In it's astounding to me because there's the stat in 21 seasons he's played, he's been to 10 Super Bowls. But let's take two of those years out. First year that I want to take out was his rookie year. Didn't play. Didn't play. The second year I want to take out was 2008 because in game one, he tore his ACL. Yeah and he was out for the year, and Matt Castle played that year. Yeah, so you got... 10 divided by 19 is over 50%. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Insane. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to the biggest... biggest sporting event (sighs) in the world?
1: Probably. I mean, Other than maybe some weird soccer shit in Europe, but whatever.
0: I'd say the Super Bowl's... I mean, I'm biased since I'm a fucking libtard cock American. Yeah. But... Over fifty percent of the seasons he's played, over almost fifty percent of the years in this century, yeah. he's been to the Super Bowl. That's ridiculous. It's there's no way you're like Joe Montana. Fuck you. Stop it. Yeah. But if you had to bet on how many more, <laughs> if you had to bet on how many more seasons that Tom Brady would go to the Super Bowl, is there a website you would go to, or I would go to my bookie. Damn right. Wilder vs Fury, Mayweather vs Pacquiao, electric personalities that produced big fights and even bigger betting opportunities. This Saturday, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley will be no different, so don't miss out on the action. Bet the fight with MyBookie. MyBookie has the best odds and prop bets for Paul Woodley the sequel, and you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 using promo code SPORTSDRINK. That's double your deposit to double your funds and double the excitement for Paul Woodley, the sequel, at MyBookie. As much as we'd all love to see Jake Paul eat canvas, he's looked strong in previous matchups, and with Woodley taking this fight on short notice, all the odds are in Paul's favor. Back the problem child to win this rematch as he's sure to be the favorite. Don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 by using promo code SPORTSDRINK head to my bookie today. Place your bets, fill your pockets, and watch this grudge match get settled with Paul versus Woodley II. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. So, do you think uh, if, say, Tyron Woodley wins this fight, do you think his stock would rise at all? I'm certain that it would. I'm certain that it would as well. And if there was a website you go to to, like, invest in tyron woodley stock is there a website you go to i go to symbol you're goddamn right uh we have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love symbol is the stock market for sports for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge on symbol you can trade sports teams like stocks and every time your teams win you earn cash use your sports knowledge on symbol to buy low sell high and earn cash payouts when your teams win Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure you use the promo code SD SD. to make your deposit risk-free. Visit symbol.com and use the promo code SD, and your deposit will be risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. And if you wanted to talk about your sports knowledge on some some live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and use, where you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time, is there like an app you would download? I would download Spotify Greenroom. I would download Spotify Greenroom as well, because like I just said, it is the live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in... Real time. The realest time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can even share your own experiences on the app. Uh, you can, Like we said, it's a free I-only me- social media platform for sports fans. Start enjoying ongoing conversations and watch the games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. All you need to do is download the Spotify Room app free in the iOS app store. <laughs> Create a profile. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the sports drink group. And follow us at f u w l t Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be going live at some time, at some place. Yep. Come with your spiciest takes. Make them nice and spicy. Also, come. All over the place. Yes. But you know what we don't love here at Fuck You we Like the Bengals? The 49 fucking 49ers beating us twice in a Super Bowl this year. Er, twice in a Super Bowl this year. Two Super Bowls in one year, both featuring the same teams. We are busy people. How have we not yeah. talked about this? I don't know. It's crazy. But... We're going to talk about the goddamn San Francisco 49ers right now. Let's start off with the mascot, Sourdough Sam. looks like
1: Stealing McBeam went into witness protection after that (laughs) cheat clapping (laughs) mate after he
0: watched that murder Thursday night. (laughs) Nah, that was a fun game to watch. I did start KJ Osborne last week, which is a pretty good start on my part. (laughs) I like this burn. Sourdough Sam looks like a mascot who wrote yell at Colin Kaepernick into his own job description. <laughs> I like that one. Libtard okay. Cuck! Uh, I didn't anticipate me saying Libtard Cuck twice in an episode, but I don't here think we are. one
1: did. If there was a
0: site you had to go to to bet on to see if you. I would choose Bet Online. <laughs> okay. That doesn't. No. I would choose my bookie. I have a lot to edit out tonight.
1: Have yeah, fun. <laughs> Denise York, the owner. She can only come if you're breaking down her bathroom door with an (laughs) axe. It's a Shelley DeVall joke.
0: Yes. Uh, Denise York, or as as I call her, Paula McCartney. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. She is, of course, special needs Jislin Maxwell. She looks like what Courtney Cox should look like. Yep. Oh, 100%. Denise York so thinks she's a cougar.
1: No, she's more like Bob right there. <laughs> that's a visual you guys won't
0: get, but that's okay. But speaking of unsightly individuals, another owner, Ugh. John York, he looks like he would give you unsolicited
1: advice about how to store <clears throat> or how to yeah store used socks you purchased from his internet girlfriend. That's for sure gonna move <laughs> in with him once she gets a couple of things taken care of.
0: I cannot get over his. Goddamn hair. It's it's No man that age and with that gray of a beard should have it it's like literally a line. Yeah, it's it's like a bowl cut of color. He has browner hair than I do.
1: You know, what it reminds me of that like makes it so much more like like Steven Seagal, how his hair is like so impossibly like black.
0: Yes. Where you're like did you just rub shoe polish on your head? What? I'm convinced that what ju- that's what John York does. Yeah, it's it's. Bro, just shave your head. No one should have a great head of hair at seventy.
1: I don't know if I agree with that, but my grandpa had a great head of hair. He's eighty-five. Okay, very true. I'm just saying just let it be white. It's fine. Was your grandfather's hair white?
0: Yeah. No, um, John York's hair. He is. It is brown yeah something I should just let it be this be natural you're you're an adult his beard is clearly saying let my hair be white I haven't even gotten my burn yet I'm so mad at his goddamn hair John York has the hair of someone who has a 40 year old son named Jed (laughs) I like it speaking of Jed York he looks like he googles our
1: employees friends Once a week, hoping the answer changes.
0: (laughs) And the general manager, John Lynch.
1: Since retiring, John Lynch has taken a painting. Ooh, And an unsurprising amount of those paintings are of himself. (laughs) Does he actually have paintings of
0: himself? Yeah. Oh, my God. John York looks like a guy who has Photoshopped himself into a picture of Trump shaking someone's hand. (laughs) I want to be that. I want to be shaking his hand. Uh, I honestly cannot get over how speaking of bad haircuts, I can't get over how terrible his haircut is. He's the only person on this planet who I wouldn't mind if he wore one of Nick Bosa's MAGA hats. He's got the Vince Vaughn hairline. Oh, yes, he does. I didn't even think Vince Vaughn had that like that little shit going forward. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I mean, and and that was like 2005 Vince Vaughn. That was like
1: peak Vince Vaughn. Yeah.
0: I was like, dodgeball Vince Vaughn.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's like the worst version of
0: that. It's got to be worse now, because I haven't seen Vince Vaughn recently.
1: He was just did a fight the other night. Oh, nice. A, he's a UFC fan. I know he actually that. got called out by one of the fighters. I can't remember the kid's name, but afterwards he was like, I don't care, I'll fight Vince Vaughn. Get him up here. He's <laughs> just being like silly, but yeah, it was fun.
0: Coaching. Kyle Shanahan.
1: He looks like Aaron Rodgers' skeleton. <laughs>
0: That's all I had. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, the greatest coach in NFL history if Super Bowls were only three quarters long. <laughs> uh, and thanks to his ears, he heard me say that burn out loud just now. <laughs> I wrote like three ear ear
1: burn, and I just didn't like any of them that well, so I just went with the... But yeah, he's a very weird-looking.
0: He is very just... I mean, I hate to be a hack here, but fucking Dumbo-looking motherfucker.
1: It looks like he has like bat wings growing out of the side of his head. Yes, he does. But they're like still curled up.
0: <laughs> no, he because like I was what I was referencing was like he lost uh twenty eight to three. He was the offensive coordinator in that twenty eight to three Super Bowl. Like he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, and the Forty Nine ers hired him the very next day. Yeah, that's hilarious.
1: Hey,
0: it shows they uh, they know what they want. Yeah, and they want <laughs> to lose Super Bowls. Quarterback What do you have here on Skinny Testaverde? He looks like
1: if Abercrombie and Fitch grew a boil
0: (laughs) Oh, good old Jimmy Garoppolo Nah, it is, of course, Jimmy G The G, of course, stands for God damn it (laughs) God damn it That's all I have on Jimmy Garoppolo I didn't even get to roast his fucking Porn star with uh, the biggest badonka donks I've ever seen in my life.
1: Badonka donks are butts, right?
0: Badonka can be used in any context, in my opinion, but I think okay. badonka donks are butts. How about badonka doinks? Those just look like straight up like balloons. <laughs> oh boy, not so slim Kardashian.
1: <laughs> she looks like, like. Tell me her face doesn't kind of look like that surprise Wendy Williams face.
0: Kiara Mia, of course, a porn star that Jimmy Garoppolo went, went out on a date with one uh, time.
1: And she said a lot of good things about him.
0: Yeah, she did. So he
1: was a good performer, and I took that to mean more than one thing.
0: I think a lot of people did. Yeah. Actually, I took that to mean only one thing, because I've seen him play football before.
1: Oh, I thought maybe he was good at karaoke or something, too.
0: Oh, okay. What would Jimmy Garoppolo's karaoke song be? Journey. Oh, it's got to be. So as someone who's DJed for six years, and I can't believe that's a sentence I say. I am fucking over Don't Stop Believing.
1: Yeah, but that seems, I mean, he just seems like that canned mm-hmm. douche that that would be the one he, he works on at home. He's
0: got to be a total douche.
1: Yeah, I mean, look at him.
0: Yep. Speaking of look at him, uh Trey Lance. <clears throat> He
1: looks like he has to say the sentence, I can read more than most adults ever have to.
0: <laughs> Must mean he's a Steelers fan. Um, This is a very specific reference, and I think you're in that sweet spot where you might get it. Trey Lance looks like Nelly if Kelly Rowland never thought about him.
1: <laughs> All right. Yep.
0: I'm glad you got you. that. You. I'm glad you got that. For, yep. Hell yeah. Running back out this week, but we're going to roast him anyway. Elijah Mitchell with his knee and concussion issues. His
1: chances of playing this week are much like his beard spotty at best.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But who is playing this week? Good old Jeff Wilson. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Looks like the kind of
1: dude who still yells at people for playing with his toys. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: Juju Smith Schuster with his bike. He looks like he has like an action figure collection where he's like, Don't touch him. <laughs> that sounds like what I would be like if I had an action figure collection.
1: Like, don't touch him. Yeah, like his whole bonus check just went to like the Ronin Warriors with snap on armor, and he's like, You can't, you know, their position just right. Don't
0: um The name Jeff Wilson sounds like a dude who would get mad at Jeff Wilson if he kneeled. <laughs> I'm Jeff Wilson. My profile picture is of me in sunglasses in my driver's seat, and that's my entire personality.
1: Jeff Wilson sounds like the name of somebody who has more than one
0: flag in front of their house. <laughs> uh, I completely forgot to put this guy. Oh, Jermichael Hasty. Go for it. I did not forget Jermichael Hasty, but Lloyd, what do you got? Stop it. Just fucking stop it. <laughs> From the fucking
1: stupid name, to the stupid way it's spelled, to your stupid hair, to your big dumb smile. Just fucking stop it. <laughs> he just wasn't so much a burn as just my reaction
0: to seeing it. Just stop. Just stop existing. <clears throat> uh, I have one more that I completely forgot to add to the slideshow. And I here at Fuck the Bengals, I admittedly don't give fullbacks enough love. I gave this fullback a little bit of love. One of the more unique players in the NFL, Kyle Juszczyk. Do you know him? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk is number 44, which is how many times it takes me to spell his goddamn name right.
1: Hey, you know, if there's one thing Polish people got right, it's last names.
0: Yep. Spell Juszczyk. <clears throat> no. <laughs> J-U-S-C-Z-Z-C-Z-Y-K. I think I,
1: yeah, I got that right. Something like that. I know that uh, before one of the fights, they had, like, a, the 205-pound champion before Glover to share just one was a Polish guy, uh, Jan Blachowicz, <laughs> and they had, like, a Polish pride thing. Okay. It's like there's a bunch of different athletes, like uh, Ron Gorkowski, Jan <clears throat> Jacek, a bunch of, like, different ones, and I saw his name come up, and I'm like, who the fuck? And I saw San Francisco. I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, it was so many unnecessary letters and last names that... <laughs> like it was it was like visually like dis- disruptive to watch like yes. when they put their names up as the people were saying something you're like uh oh, God. yeah it looks like somebody sp uh spilt like a, bo- a box of the alphabet cereal or something like
0: yep uh Kyle Scrabble as we're going to call him there we go uh Kyle Usechek this is true attended Harvard University a college he was able to get into after he spelled his own goddamn name right <laughs> I bet he's the only one there who could do it too. Yep. Wide receiver.
1: Debo Samuel. There's only one Debo. You can't just call yourself Debo. Wait, hold on. Wait. Never mind. His real name is Taishun Raekwon. Yeah, call yourself anything you fucking want, man. He was the fucking nightmare.
0: <laughs> he was named after uh, <gasps> that that Ice Cube and Chris Tucker movie, wasn't he? Yeah, Friday. Yes. Debo Tiny yep. Zeus Lister. I I did not watch that movie because that came out a little bit before my time. I only know two things about that movie. By Felicia and the damn gif. You are
1: way too white.
0: No. How do you usually say it?
1: Yeah. You don't even get it for this one. Friday, (laughs) Friday. Friday. Like, I don't care how old you are. You should know Friday.
0: True. Uh... Debo Samuel was number 19, which coincidentally is the same number of muscles in his body that have never been torn. <laughs> Dude's always hurt. Yeah. And next up, wide receiver. I like this dude, but we're gonna roast him. Brandon Ayuk.
1: He looks like Mike Tomlin in a bad
0: Jermichael Hasty wig. <laughs> uh Brandon Ayuk's hair looks like I took a picture of a firework ten seconds too late. <laughs> Or three seconds too early. I like it. Very true. Yeah.
1: Tight end.
0: What do you have here on Hot John Holmes? <laughs> uh, George, he's the he's like the trailer park version
1: of that rich kid at school whose dad owns everything, so he bullies people. Okay. Like his dad owns the trailer park and sets lot rent. <clears throat> like he's not actually rich, but like he got to go to a Kid Rock concert in a booth. Like, he gets to be on the lawn for a fucking NASCAR event. Okay. Not real rich, but, you know, and he threatens people. with My dad will lay, raise
0: your lot rent. You'll have to move your trailer. <laughs> uh, George, uh, in his Wikipedia picture, George Kittle wore an Ed, Ed and Eddie shirt, which coincidentally were the 49ers' three offensive coordinators during the fourth quarter of Super Bowl 54. <laughs> nice.
1: I think they replaced him with Plank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You get out of netty references, I'm proud of you, buddy yeah uh normally we would cut it off here because we write we've written a lot of burns, but there's one defensive player I would like to talk about let's go defense Nick make America great again bosa what do you do you have anything on Nick bosa no uh, Nick uh, Nick Bosa's girlfriend uh, had old racist tweets surface where she used the N word. She quoted like one of her friends saying that she was a. Uh, she was like, I'm an N word magnet or something like that. Jesus. And she quoted that and had like laughing emojis or something like that. It was a lot. But Nick Bosa's girlfriend had <coughs> old racist tweets surface where she used the N word. Coincidentally, Nick Bosa uses the same method to try and find girlfriends. <laughs> All right, let's see who tweeted the N-word six years ago. Oh, she's cute and racist. (laughs) Then he
1: checks with his brother to make sure it's okay.
0: That's right. Joey Bosa, more like Mostly Noza. Yeah. Yeah. But, Lloyd, all that aside, I think we got him pretty good. You think we got him pretty good? I think so. Predictions and bullshit. Honestly, this is a game that could go either way. Because if I'm not mistaken, didn't the 49ers, did they beat the Seahawks last week? I don't know why I'm forgetting Honestly, this. Yeah, I didn't. They lost to the Seahawks last week. Uh, So, this is, people are saying like the Bengals could lose, people are saying the Bengals could win. This is a game, I mean, this is painfully obvious because everyone just said, this is a game that could go either way. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why. I just I, I have an extra good feeling that they'll beat the 49ers. I have a decent feeling of that, too. It'll be interesting to see. You just have to figure out how to contain. Not even Jimmy Garoppolo, because I think the two players you have to. Actually, the three players you have to contain. are Debo Samuel. George Kittle. And Jeff Wilson. I think if you contain those three players, you have a very good shot of winning. Because those are the three clearly best players. I mean, like as far as this week is concerned, on the offense. Yeah. So I think if you contain those three players, um, it could work out. It might not work out. Who the fuck knows? Uh, I'm gonna normally I try to like temper my optimism. This week I'm not going to. I think it'll be a fairly average to below average scoring game. I'm going to say Bengals, 40, Bengals 24, 49ers, negative three.
1: All right. I like that.
0: My player of the game is going to be T. Higgins. He's going to have 10 receptions for 920 yards. Damn. Two touchdowns, three interceptions. All right. Bold prediction. Defensive player drops a pass into the hands of Jamar Chase this time. And bold prediction. Game winning field, game winning field goal by K. Adams.
1: Okay, I like it. I like it.
0: What's your prediction, Lloyd?
1: Uh, I'm gonna say. Bengals 34, uh, San Francisco 21. Okay.
0: My real prediction, Bengals 24, 49ers 20.
1: All right. Uh, My bold prediction is that uh, Joe Mixon meets up with Bosa's girlfriend on the sidelines. Ooh. And knocks her (laughs) clean the fuck out. (laughs)
0: Lloyd, yes, please. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. Wait, uh, are they going to meet in front of a restaurant?
1: Yeah, they're going to be right in front of like one of the like French fry stands or something at the Oh city. yeah.
0: Oh man, <laughs> Joe Mixon knocks him out. Nick Bosa dates him. Yep. Neither are ideal, but I know which
1: side of the fence I'm on. And for people who've had you know a response from using the n word a lot,
0: very true. Finalmente, plugs. Lloyd, obviously listen to the Bastard Sermon. Um, That's pretty much all my. That's all I got for you. Pretty now. much all your plugs. <clears throat> um, I have a hell of a lot of shows coming up. I'm going to be in Chicago next week. Come see me. I'll be at the Epiphany Center for the Arts on December 15th. Comedy Bar, January 16th. Or er, December 15th, I'll be at Epiphany okay. Center for the Arts. Comedy Bar, December 16th. Lincoln Lodge, December 18th. Uh, Motor Pub for Motor Mouth on December 23rd. I'll be at Go Bananas on the 25th with Rand Barnaclo. Oh, yeah. Uh, come to that Christmas show. I'll be doing a run of shows in Michigan later part of the year. Um, uh, Blind Pig on Monday the 27th. 28th I will be at uh, Dexter uh, it's a beer garden in Dexter Michigan doing a small sh- uh, couple shows up there uh, here's a first I've been doing comedy almost 10 years and I have a first I'm not featuring yet but for the first time ever on January 5th I'm closing a pro-am
1: oh yeah yeah Heck yeah very Those excited so much fun
0: too oh the pro are so much fun and I get to do probably 15 20 minutes but it'll be so much fun i'm gonna invite a shit ton of people so come on out to see that we're officially over an hour in so you guys have listened to us enough we i got shit to do so and lloyd's got to get to some fights but for now lloyd alex i think we only have one thing left to say fuck you san francisco 49ers we We like like the Bengals. why man Fuck you. We like the Bengals.